Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast again today. We're so blessed that you are joining us. We have a very special guest today. Robin Osborne started her entrepreneurial journey at the ripe old age of 21. Amen. She grew the family business, Cromwell Plating Company, that she was managing with over 40 employees, and the average employee, folks, stayed with the company for over 30 years. Wow. Now, during this time, she discovered the operational tools that doubled her company's revenue in only 18 months. Praise God. This experience gave her a unique understanding of both the employee's needs and the customer's needs. This led her into the career that she has today. Today, she's an executive business consultant and a certified Pinnacle Business Guide with, of course, Pinnacle Consultants and Cathari Leadership. She's someone who provides some little-known secrets that can help you to strengthen key components of your business. This, This will help you to run your company and grow your leadership team, provide more focus, more growth, more enjoyment, which, of course, usually leads to more success through God. Amen. But that's not all to her story. She was diagnosed with a baseball-sized brain tumor. So you could imagine the strain this caused. This naturally affected her personal relationships, the business, the profits, growth, etc. She underwent a successful surgery, praise God. But the recovery took its toll as well. It took her almost a year just to be able to walk any distance again. And during this time, she used the same tools that she inspired her clients with to motivate herself. She now has over a decade of experience helping companies go from good to great. And to share some of this wisdom and insight with us today and to share a little bit about having a miracle mindset and how that aligns with business, help me welcome to the program, Robin Osborne. Robin, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today and share with our audience. I do appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Robin Osborne? I love that question. Absolutely. Robin Osborne is an adversity warrior. So what Mm -hmm. my definition of adversity warrior is, is somebody who no matter what comes with the most positive outcome under any circumstance, the root of this is being a believer in Jesus Christ. And I would also say I'm an unapologetic. uh, I, I have some ego still that I tango with. So I call myself a badass. Amen. (laughs) But through the arduous journey that I've been blessed to be on is really, I would say the root of who I am is taking the outcomes and and wisdom and and growing. And that's what I have 
been passionate about is sharing my experiences and the tools that I have to help people become better. Amen. Amen. Now, I have to ask, how did you get started as an entrepreneur at the age of 21? So that is, I'm going to just be very transparent and ask God to be present with us as I uh, share my first big loss in my life. My dad actually took his own life Mm. when I was 21, and he was the center of our family and my hero. So we were... It was unexpected, and lucky for us, uh, my mother sat us down at the table and said about a week later, look, you can run the family business and get along, or we're going to sell it. What do you want to do? So my twin brother and my middle sister and I said we want it, and and day one, we started with 40 employees. I was still, I would say, in a conflict with, I was angry at God. I felt like he had taken my father. Um, I was a baby in searching truly for a relationship with our Lord and Savior. So I began the journey in leadership and management. It took me about five years to earn the trust of the employees. And I each day showed up in my best version of myself. And through that journey, I became a Christian about 11 years later. Wow. Okay. So you had to go through all the the suicide and everything as a non-believer as well. I would say as a 50 percenter, and what I mean by that is I think there's a lot of people out there that that want to truly have a relationship with God. They don't know how. I actually asked my babysitter at the time that helped me with my kids, how do you pray? And she stood on the sidewalk with me and taught me mm. how to how to pray. I think God put a lot of people in my life to help guide me. And also the, um, you know, being open to the blessings, because when we get stuck in our own way, we, we say, stay in extremes in our mindset. And, and for me, I've used this uh, as a real motivator in being in the word in prayer every day is rely on God as your steering wheel, not your spare tire. And what I found, thank you. What I have found in my journey and uh, many others is we think it's our will or we make it our will. That's I think the human habit Mm -hmm. and to truly lean in. And I learned what true surrender is just in the last 20 months. And, and that's what I call a 50% is we're doing our best, but we're not quite there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until 
I had a true awakening, a true renewal of my spirit and a strengthening in my relationship. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, I, I was reading where you said that, you know, everything had just been piling on, piling on, piling on, and you were getting burned out on, on things. Was success burning you out? I, I know some business leaders who feel like they can never turn the switch off. They are always on, so to speak. Was this affecting you during this time as well? Yeah. So about 25 years in, I saw myself making it about the stuff. And what I mean by that is it was uh, getting a Corvette, right? It was what kind of material things can I distract myself from actually serving? Because I really, truly believe that we are here to serve as Christ-like humans. And, and so I did go through quite a uh, learning experience in understanding that it's not about acquiring material things. My mom used to say, put your affections on things above, not on those on earth. And I truly came to know that at a very deep level because I work with a lot of CEOs and here's the truth about, you know, successful businesses is once they get to a certain point, they'll either exit, sell the company, and then they'll either want another company. So they're love challenge. I think it's partly too. That's what they know. They don't know how to be what a free and so they just continue to want more, want more, want more. But when I do coaching sessions, I have a program called life on your terms. And it's really about breaking down the values that you use in guiding your life and, and looking at, Hey, how are we in, in our spiritual faith? How are we on relationships, health, finance, the different areas in the balance wheel, and then let's break it down. Let's talk about what it is you truly want. Interesting enough, a lot of times they don't know. It takes time. And yeah, that's true. And, you know, when you sit down to analyze, I guess the term I'm popping in my head here is what's sucking up all your time. (laughs) You know, you, you, you have to, create that balance. I mean, like I'll just use our podcast interviews here on Kingdom Crossroads podcast as an example. We got so busy because we're of our popularity and stuff that I was doing five, six, seven interviews every single week. And that doesn't sound like much. Oh, okay. That's like one a day, you know, something like that. But on top of that, I got the radio station. On top of that, I've got coaching classes for my own clients. On top of that, I have to prepare and do research for the interviews. On top of that, I got to edit all these files, you know, and all these things. And I found myself, I was working 12 and 14 hours, six, seven days a week. And about two months into that, I said, something has to change. So what I started doing was alternating weeks. This week is 
no interviews where I can catch up on stuff. And now next week we'll do interviews again. And, and that's mm -hmm. helped out a lot just from, for me, but without actually taking the time to analyze what it is you're doing, why you're doing it. And what are the results you're trying to achieve without doing that? You're just basically driving a hundred miles an hour down a road that you don't even know where it is. <laughs> you know? it's just yeah. A, and the years it, are. It, yeah. And, and I, I see a lot of parents that are losing time with the quality conversations yeah. with their Absolutely. children. Absolutely. So all of that is, is really significant in what I call power of the pause taking a look at. And the other thing is it's truly about loving yourself, not being self-critical because what I call the head trash is that's a conversation without God and without self-love in, in the best version of you to make those changes. People, executives, um, we're pretty hard on ourselves. And we, we can hang out in our, you know, inner conflict. What I call the inner roommate is the voice that's always, you know, the negative thoughts and our limited beliefs. Mm -hmm. So really when we're in the word and, and really waking up every day, um, grateful for the day is, is that, when I coach, I say, how true is that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So true. And, you know, when you finally think you're getting a handle on things, that's usually the point where the devil's going to try and trip up the entire operation. With you, it was a brain tumor. At what point in this process did you find out about the brain tumor? 20 months ago. Yeah. So here's what I want to say. The, the brain tumor was an absolute blessing in so many ways mm -hmm. in my life. And, and what I call, you know, peaks and value valleys. We, I don't call it valleys. I call it peaks and pre peaks. So for me, I look at the most positive uh, way of seeing something because I know the Lord has a gift in there, a silver lining in every burden. And, you know, we have, I have a friend that has cancer right now praying for her healing. We lost a family member to a fentanyl overdose, oh, you know, my. really big stuff, just like everyone is going through. It's universal. And that's where I say, again, you got to let, allow God to take the steering wheel and don't whip them out in crisis. It's really about yeah. the daily discipline and so the brain tumor is truthfully, I thought I had depression. I was in COVID. It was in uh, 2021. And I kept, I was gaining weight, um, super frustrated. And I was working on Zoom. I actually brew, grew my coaching practice 20% um, with the brain tumor in 2021. <laughs> but I uh, started you know, when your brain's not firing right, you don't know. Right. So yeah. people are, my family members noticed I started cussing a lot. 
And I, my twin said he was going to sit down and have a talk with me because he could tell I wasn't happy. And I started to lose kind of my, what I call, I think it's called circadian rhythm where I would like not sleep well. I would go out and pray in my backyard at one o'clock in the morning, uh, struggling. And I felt subconsciously or in the morning, sometimes I would wake up and, and think to myself, the left side of my body feels asleep. So what the gift for me in this journey was I got a blood clot in my leg, totally separate issue. So not being a medical doctor, I decided I'll just take care of it later and go to the river. So you could tell my logic wasn't uh, amazing (laughs) at the time. So when I got to my sister's house at the river, I drove by myself. My husband uh, was working and I got there and I said to my sister, I kind of feel like a drunk driver. And she said, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm kind of loosey goosey on the road. And so then I said to her, I think I have a blood clot. And she said, you want to go to emergency? And I said, no, it's okay. I'll just go when I get home, not realizing they can be fatal. So drove all the way back from the river, which is a four hour ride for me. And never, I, I actually was having issues and I would like miss my turn, get back on the freeway and wonder where the heck I was. It was like twilight zone and just kind of blew it off. That happened twice. So when I think back, very frightening and God had his hand on me. Yeah. Um, so went to emergency when I got home the next day. I said, I think I have a blood clot. The gentleman said, you absolutely, I believe that is. I'm going to get you in right away. Because this is when there was 100 people in the emergency during COVID. So they they diagnosed it, sent me home. And they were waiting to put me on blood thinners because they had to make sure I, I checked something in our you know background and make sure I could take blood thinners. Next day, my sister came over, brought lunch. She said, you don't look very good. And I looked at her because I kept having this sensation like I was going to black out or die. But I kept saying in my mind, like, you're fine. Suck it up. I looked at her finally and said, call 911 right now. Took uh, ambulance back to the hospital. Blood clots in both lungs. So they put me in the hospital and that was like a rude awakening because here's the thing. I said to the nurse, but I'm invincible. And she's like, well, you are until you're not. Mm-hmm. And so that was again, the ego. Cause we, and, and what I would say in my awakening in this journey is that, you know, it, sometimes will take a major event to wake us up and life is so, so precious. So I stayed the night in the hospital and the next day the nurse said, we're ready to discharge you. They put me on blood thinners. I said, look, I'm a very confident woman. I don't feel confident. 
you're discharging me too early. She said, you're fine. Follow up with your primary care physician. Went home, felt horrible. Felt like a truck had ran me over. I could barely like get up and walk. I was so weak. Then I started, I had, I think uh, the area of the brain, the brain tumor was in, unbeknownst to me, you can have hallucinations. Mm. I had a flash of a hallucination and I saw myself dead in my bathroom. And so then I was like, that's weird. Started seeing a purple circle on the wall. So a day and a half went later. My husband was at work. I had a friend come over and I said, can you uh, drive me to emergency? They're They're missing something. So she drove me. I waited another two and a half hours. I looked at the emergency room doctor and I said, look, I'm a very strong woman. You guys are missing something. Scan my head. So the gift for me was self-advocating because once they did the x-ray, the scan, they said, get her a room. I told my husband they found it. And the doctor neurosurgeon came in and said, this is huge and it's going to take your life in the next couple of days. We need to go in immediately. So they actually, I think I had the surgery within two days, but the pressure was really bad and it started to close in on me, meaning I um, had difficulty uh, with people talking. It was like too much noise. And then the I could barely look at an iPhone. Things started to get very overwhelming. So by the grace of God and an amazingly talented neurosurgeon. And, and this is like yesterday. I just want to share something that's so powerful. Is that when you are put in a position of what I would call immediately I surrendered. And I said to my husband, look, we're not in control. I'm going to lean in and trust God. And I have no expectation on the outcome. I'm just going to fully trust. Um, They said, I might not make it because a carotid artery straddled it. If they hit the artery, not going to make the surgery may go blind because it straddled the optic nerve, may have upper body paralysis. And the biggest concern they had was I may never speak again or may not speak when I wake up because they had to go through the speech center. So I didn't go into victim ever. I went full faith in my relationship And came from, I would say, strength. I would say I had more, uh, like, just strength going in. Then I could see my family was very uh, struggling. And I, it's one of, like, I can't explain it, how powerful that was. Um, And when I woke up, I could speak. And so my husband and I have a core value, one heart, every decision we make one heart. And, and so I said to the nurse, please tell my husband one heart. So then he knew I could talk 
And the nurse told them, look, you need to tell her to chill out because she's trying to take over the ICU. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was trying to tell them how to do their job. And the the nurse is like, I got this. Like, you need to relax. (laughs) So for me, I feel truly that I was anointed in that surgery. And the big amazing aha was coming out of it with this is what they're this is what everyone's talking about Mm -hmm. in that and I've never experienced that before and I think a lot of things in my life having the tumor removed has changed me a lot behaviorally because yeah. that was causing a lot of disruption. Yeah. And yeah. and so that just inner it's it's he's within. I never I always had it me and then him on the external. So every day is truly a gift. I call it a free day. And the other thing is what I recognized is that we're not entitled to speech, vision, the ability to walk, talk, uh, drive a car. That's truly a gift from God. Amen. Amen. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview. As we've been talking with Robin Osborne, you know, she was almost thrusted into assuming the leadership of a well-established company that had been in the family for years at the ripe old age of 21 of all things. Now, she's also been sharing how the devil tried to trip her up with a huge brain tumor. But as you just heard, she never let go of the calling on her life. Amen? Folks, Robin's testimony and all that she's shared this day should be an inspiration to all of us. Amen? And this has just been part one of what turned out to be a great two-part interview. Drop down the show notes, reach out to Robin, reach out to her on her LinkedIn, and just let her know you appreciate all that she's doing for the body of Christ. Click the links down below to connect with her. See if you can learn from her in the coaching program she's been running. You never know what fabulous things the Lord has planned if you don't follow the open doors he's provided. Amen. Just click the links down below and find out. Until next time, it's Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.
Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.